The following program is produced and furnished in conjunction with Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings, who are entirely responsible for its content. Sorry, guys, you are on your own. This is the Federal Football Report, a weekly wrap-up of all things burgundy and gold. The Federal Football Report on Federal News Radio. Here are your hosts, Kevin Stanfield and Claude Jennings. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Thanksgiving edition of the Federal Football Report, Federal News Network, and wherever you find your fine uh, podcast. Uh, the Podcast Network is Podcast One. We've got to make sure we shout them out, uh, by the way. He's Kevin Stanfield. I'm Claude Jennings. And I know what you're thinking, America. I know exactly what you're thinking. We're so grateful for Kevin Stanfield, and we're thankful for Claude Jennings. And we don't know what we would do without the Federal Football Report. So on this Thanksgiving week, we want to send up thanks to the big man upstairs That's right. uh, for the Federal Football Report, for Claude and for Kevin. And if I were you, I would be thanking God for me as well. And I would be thanking God for Kevin. And I would be thanking God for the show. If I were you. Uh, hey. But I'm not. So I'll just say thank you for your Thanksgiving uh, for us. Anyway, in, my Kevin- case, <laughs> in my case, the big guy upstairs is this dude named Ray, who's working on my <laughs> <laughs> who's working on my kitchen and he's we'll doing a, a marvelous job a we'll have a kitchen job. update uh, uh at some point we'll have more on that later yeah, kevin yeah. um uh so th- like you said before we started this show it's kind of like a dual show where we'll look back and we'll look ahead all at the mm-hmm. same time because the washington yeah. football team plays the dallas cowboys to, uh, tomorrow today being wednesday uh november 25th on thanksgiving day in dallas 4 30 game the second game and uh of the day and uh uh man uh, so much at stake for two three-win teams, huh? That's right. I mean, it's, you know, I, I know that we shouldn't, like, be t- celebrate too much of having only won uh, three games, right? As a matter of fact, we should be quite quite ashamed, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but, hey, you know what? We're doing the same thing that three other teams in our division are trying to do, and that's win the division and go to the playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. So that is what it is. I can't deny that. But now, who, are we going to turn it down if they say, hey, you won the division? You got, you know, you, you get to host a playoff game? No, we're not going to do that. Right? We're going to take it, right? So yeah, let's let's celebrate. Hey, this is this is the big game. This is the biggest game of the whole season. This is for all, all the the three marbles. This, yeah, this, this is, is for, for not, all the marbles this week. All three of them. <laughs> yeah, this is for all, all the marbles, the marbles. <laughs> this week. And then uh, next week there'll be another game for all the marbles because when you only have, when everyone's basically right at the same point, every game from here on out, for the most part is going to count towards the division crown. But we'll talk about looking ahead a little bit uh, okay. later. All what right. I want to do is talk about this Cincinnati game, this win against the Bengals. I think I think the big news is, um, geez, I was, I was about to say Andy Dalton. Joe Burrow, <laughs> uh, uh, man, with a nasty leg injury. And it just it, – it, I saw you on Twitter, Kevin, talking about how, you know, no matter who it is, no matter uh, what team or what player, it's just horrible to see young talent like that uh, get hurt and again it's such a it's, it's a violent game and it's a game of chance I mean it's mm-hmm. it's falling one way it's repositioning your leg it's, it's running a little it's stepping up in the pocket a little early or, or bailing out or someone not falling a certain way there's so many things that go into it it's actually quite amazing I'll be honest with you that more injuries like that don't happen when you watch how the game is being played that's right. I never, ever, ever fault a player for asking for as much money as he can mm-hmm. whenever mm-hmm. he can get it. Because like you said, it's just it's just happenstance, right? Yep. You know, yep. I don't know you, are you familiar with the butterfly effect, right? You know, the theory that says if a butterfly um, 
uh, flaps his wings in China, it causes mm -hmm. the winds, the wind to blow in New York City, right? Mm -hmm. You know, just mm -hmm. things like that. We can't uh, discount anything like that. But these NFL butterflies, man, it's it's just a terrible thing to see. God and again, the kid was having a good a good day, you know. Like mm -hmm. it, um, one thing that uh, that 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 really inspired me was. First of all, whenever a player goes down like that, you can tell how serious the injury is by the looks on the other players' faces. Right, right. <laughs> you know, on both right. teams, on both mm -hmm. teams. Mm -hmm. And and like guys start taking a knee. Yeah. You know, on both teams, you know, oh man, this is gonna be bad. But as they carted him off, you saw his former team, because he was only at the Ohio State University for a hot minute. Right, yeah. <laughs> right, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, but you saw Chase Young, and you saw mm -hmm. Dwayne Haskins, mm -hmm. and you saw Terry McLaurin. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, just just come and give him some personal encouragement, not just like standing on the sidelines waving. They went up to personally do that, and and I admire them for that, right? Because they realize that they're all in this thing together, right? Yeah, you, you know? know, and it's funny because I mean, when you, I mean, it's not funny. I'm saying it, it's kind of ironic because even when you mentioned it, I think back when Dak Prescott got hurt against the Giants. And you saw Jason Garrett run out there, his former, yeah. you know, uh, who, who's helped develop him and and coached him for the first part of his career. And you saw him out there, you know, talking to him and and and, and just giving him his support. And you know, again, it's so interesting because as fans, you know, sometimes I think we get so caught up in these rivalries, and I hate this player, but you really just hate the team, you hate the fact that they're on the team. Nobody really, at least I've, I've never come across anyone who's excited when someone gets hurt that way. And that's one thing I think sports. Um, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you can take a step back and, and, and the humanity and all of it. And I mean, ironically, again, you know, you've got Alex Smith on the other side of the field who suffered a really gruesome injury similar, uh, to that. Um, uh, and, but he's back out there playing. And so, you know, Joe Burrow tweet tweeted, um, you know, see you guys next year. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, uh, and kind of a, a fun, little tweet that he gave. And so hope, so it seems like he's in good spirits, ready to get back at it and, and, and try to rehab and get back. But it seemed like it was, um, from what I'm hearing, a little worse than one thought that it's not just an ACL, there's other fractures and stuff going on there in the leg too. So yeah, yeah, you can, the knee is only designed to bend one way. That's, you know, that's, that's the intent <laughs> that's mm -hmm. in place, right? And there's a reason for that, right? Uh, if you did, if it only, <laughs> if it bent two ways, you'd fall forward when you were walking up the street, right? But, uh, <laughs> Yeah, and you know you got you got three hundred plus pound guys rolling around, crawling, flying through the air as much as three hundred pounders can, and it, and mm -hmm. it doesn't take much. So you know we wish him all the possible best as as much as he can. The one thing you you will take like you know you're encouraged by the fact that the NFL has some of the best medical, if not the best medical technology in existence, right? Mm -hmm. You know, if, if they had this stuff 40 years ago, you know, Gail Sayers would still be running, you know, the late Gail Sayers. But mm -hmm. so, yeah, um, as we've seen from the devastating knee injuries of um, most recently Adrian Peterson, who came back mm -hmm. and won the MVP the next year, right? So uh, if we haven't seen the last of this young man and, and um, you know, um, but it brings me to another subject and that's the subject of the backup quarterback. Mm -hmm. And then you, you've seen it in Dallas and, and you saw it in Cincinnati that, that once you lose your starter, you just, everything just falls apart. And I, I don't understand that. I think it's a monetary thing, but to me, if your backup quarterback can't win a game for you, why is he on your team? Right. You exactly. Know? No, why right, not just right. get another mm -hmm. lineman or something, right? What's the point in having a backup quarterback if he can't be used as a backup? It's like having and a spare tire with no air in it. Yeah, and, you know, and what's interesting is I want so here's what he check this theory out. Check this theory out. 
I wonder if the I wonder if the drop off between one and two is so drastically different, or because I used to think that the drop off is different, mm-hmm. or is it the fact that there are a lot of teams and personnel um, uh, people in the front office who don't know properly how to scout talent? Now, here's why I say this: because you look at a team like like Dallas. Uh, I think their whole situation might be a little different um, because Andy Dalton, the backup got hurt. But you take Andy Dalton to Dak, one would assume the drop-off shouldn't be that bad because Andy Dalton could start for some teams. As a matter of fact, last year he was a starter for a team. He was a starter for the Bengals. You look at the Saints. The Saints have Drew Brees, and in their backup, of course, you got Taysom Hill, but for the most part, at least I thought until he said they they weren't going to play him, uh, Jameis Winston. But just last year, Jameis Winston was a starter. I wonder if there are some guys who start in this league who are actually backups. And that <laughs> and and so maybe so you see what I'm saying as far as the talent evaluation. And it takes some years for people to realize, oh, this guy's not good enough to start. He's got to be a backup. Even though I think Andy Dalton was good enough to start years ago, and maybe now he's at the point in his career he's a backup. Like Sam Donald has a job. Why is Sam Donald a starter in the league? <laughs> Maybe Sam Donald's a backup. And you draft him in the first round because you think he's a starter, when really, if you knew how he was going to pan out, you could actually draft him. In, I mean, think, uh, imagine if the Washington football team, were, or, or, or even like right now, I guess you've got uh, Justin Herbert in San Diego. But if imagine three years ago or two years ago, Sam Donald was drafted as a backup in San Diego and Philip Rivers was there. And then you get this kid, Herbert, and he takes the starting job. But... Uh, 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 you got Donald is still there, but he's a backup because you, when you drafted him, you knew he's as good as he can get as far as a backup. That's, and so I'm thinking, right. but if Sam Donald was your backup quarterback, that's better than, you know, Ben DiNucci, who was starting for the Cowboys in the second half against the Redskins, I mean, against the Washington football team and started against the Eagles. Like he, he would be better than that as a backup, as far as hey, Sam Donald. Is he is still concerned. in the league, by the way, DiNucci? Is he still around? He is air quotes hurt. And on, oh, okay. <laughs> his pride yeah, and future yeah, and hopes and dreams hurt, of being yeah. a starting quarterback is yeah. hurt. Not and you know what? But I, I have to agree with what you're saying, right? Because you look at a guy like like a Colt McCoy. Mm-hmm. He's serviceable mm-hmm. as a backup. You can get maybe three quarters out of him because he's a good steady, knows the playbook, has the concepts. But but once teams have a chance to prepare for him, he's just not that productive, right? And you he know? spent years as a starter in the league. That's right. That's right. So you're right. You're right. The guys who are, who, who are evaluating this talent, uh, you know, what are they doing? Are they, you know, are they wrong? Are they just saying this guy can play quarterback? Can he play? Maybe it's the intangibles. Yeah, the, well, thing, listen, the leadership. Matthew, yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick. There are people, you know, right now who are like, wow, he should still be starting in Miami. Like, no, he shouldn't. Tua definitely should be. And Fitzpatrick is great. And then, when he comes in, sometimes he'll throw three. No, but he plays like a good backup, like a backup quarterback, like not your starter. But if your starter can't go, this guy could win a game for you. This guy can hold it together. Case Keenum, like why would teams start these guys? Why, Fitzpatrick, Case Keenum, they look at him, and they, I'm sure they do well in practice. They know the plays. But you've got to be real and say, this guy is great, and he will be our backup quarterback. But when you think that they can start, now the difference between a Dak Prescott and a Ben DiNucci is an Andy Dalton. And yeah. so that, and so, and so you, you, you get these guys in there like, like Cincinnati had, and I can't remember the guy's name, Feely or something. He, was, he just wasn't ready. He wasn't prepared. I mean, he was, he was probably prepared, but his talent level, like he was holding on to the ball too long. 
it was just night and day. And I just feel like you're starting quarterback and your backup quarterback. There shouldn't be night and day between the two. Hey, man, it's just like the analogy I have about the spare tire, right? You know, the, the people stop putting uh, spare tires in their car. They have the donut, right? They said written on the side of the donut. You can't go as fast with this donut as you can with your real tire, right? And that's mm-hmm. what they have. They have a bunch of quarterback donuts out there, right? They have a bunch <laughs> of guys that you just can't go at the same speed when they're playing. And, mm-hmm. and this it, it hurts the game, right? You know, they need to, to I don't, it's, I, I believe it's primarily a monetary thing. A guy right. who, a Got guy it. who's worth it. Uh, won't be satisfied to uh, to a take less money or be be a backup until they get to that point of their career, like Andy Dalton was, right? right. Andy Dalton well, saw the writing on the wall and said, "Hey, yeah. this is about as good as I'm going to get right now." And I just don't believe that they are only because over 32 teams, but not every team's quarterback is good. So I can't I can't believe there's only like 24 guys who can perform on, on an elite level, or 20 <laughs> guys who can, and everyone else is short. Like I mean, even Andy, I think Andy Dalton would not Andy Dalton be better than Sam Darnold. I don't mean to pick on Sam Darnold, but he's just an example right now. Like, wouldn't he be better than uh, than than Sam uh, Sam Darnold? I think so. Yeah, without a doubt, without a doubt. So it's it's up to what what these uh, personnel guys Matthew want. Matthew Fitzpatrick right? would be. I mean, yeah. you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you threw a Matthew in there for some story. Oh. I don't know, yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm thinking about the golfer, Matthew Fitzpatrick. <laughs> golfer, <laughs> <Yeah>. He, <laughs> he would be better than Sam Darnold. <laughs> Well, anyway, this is not the Sam Donald uh, or Andy Dalton or Ryan Fitzpatrick or Matthew Fitzpatrick show. Talk burgundy and gold. So what are you taking away from this win, uh, Kevin? I, I'm taking away that they, this team is excellent when you're playing against a backup quarterback. Uh, <laughs> you know, unfortunately, that um, well, you know, you got to take a victory any way you can get it. Um, uh, I am still concerned about a couple of things. Well, let me do the, you know what? That's unfair to the Burgundy and Gold. Let me talk about the positive things first. Thank you, um, thank you. Yes, yes, let's talk <laughs> about the positive. Uh, you, you still have to be um, amazed at Alex Smith and and because I'm still kind of cringing every time he gets hit, you know, and, mm-hmm. and I'm, you know, if he can get over it, I can get over it because he's the one <laughs> who almost died. So if he can get over it, I can get over it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Antonio Gibson is a stud. Uh, I got on a Twitter, uh, I got into a Twitter debate with a couple of fans. You always do. You always, always do. Well, they should wise up. But, <laughs> <laughs> but my thing is, if the guy is producing, why is he ever out of the game? <laughs> <You know? laughs> right. What is the point? If he's your best running back, put him in the game the majority of the time. Why mm-hmm. do you have to shuttle guys in? I really, and I'm gonna use it, I don't want to say hate, but this is sports, and it doesn't matter. I hate seeing a guy have a productive play. Then the first thing he does when he gets up is look at the sideline and see if they're pulling him out of the game. Right. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And it yeah. happened. It happened with AP. So um, I, I like to see the progress there. I, I like to see. Um, I like seeing uh, the offensive line seem to coagulate because they were bleeding for a while there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the move of Moses to left tackle seems to be helping out quite a bit. There's less penalties. Um, the, uh, okay, that's that was my positive aspect of it. That's uh, it. That's about it. Okay. <laughs> and they score more points than the other guy. I mean, wait, what can you say? <laughs> McLaurin is a stud. He's a he's an all pro caliber receiver. He makes people account for him. That's the key. The key is when you're on offense, you have to make the defense account for you. And once you can make them account for you, you can do other things off of that. First thing they have to do is stop you. 
if they can't stop you, I just keep throwing it to them. But once they stop you, that means somebody else should be open. So yes, they're accounting for him. They're, they have to start accounting for Antonio Gibson. What mm -hmm. I can't account for is you got is the defense. You have four number one picks on the front line. And people are still running on them. And, mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. before the injury, Joe Burrow was just dissecting them. That's he was just throwing the ball no, anywhere you want to. Mm -hmm. So, so uh, and you can't yeah, do coulda, woulda, shouldas. You know, I mean, you know, it, there's it, so much debate as far as well. If uh, uh, you know, if uh, Joe Burrow didn't get hurt, they would have. You know, the, the Bengals would have won. I mean, we don't know. We don't know. And he got hurt and they yeah. lost. I mean, he did, so, he did get hurt and they did yeah, lose. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so for my for, for 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 my good and bad, here's the. I'm gonna take an overall look at the good. This is maybe the second time. Well, it's only the third win all season, but it's the second win that I look at it and say you beat a team. I mean, to be a bad team, you still beat a team that's worse than you are. And sometimes, so, I mean, if you look at these, these, these two out of three wins, one against Dallas when they had Ben DiNucci in, uh, in the second half, because the same could almost be said about the, about the Cowboys game was that, you know, if Andy Dalton was still in, there was a chance that the Cowboys could have won that one. But DiNucci's playing and you got Philly playing with the Bengals. It's, you know, you beat two teams who were in positions where you should have beaten them if you want to be, if you're a professional team, you know, and they did. And because they, they're a bad team that will, that, that will make you think that, okay, here's a bad team that, that is at least trending a different way than the Bengals or the Cowboys were at the time, if that makes any sense. Mm -hmm. And so to lose to Dallas or to lose to the Bengals in the, in the shape that those two teams were in would have meant that this team is beyond repair and everything needs to be <laughs> blowed up. But they didn't. And so it, it makes you say, okay, well, at least when it when faced with complete ineptitude, they can beat a team yeah. <laughs> and beat them sadly, yeah. which is what you would, which is what you would hope they I'm quite they, happy they, about that. Yeah, yeah, which is what you would hope that they would do. Um, I, I think my good is definitely Alex Smith. I think my good is Terry McLaurin. He's a star, man. He is a star, um, and and he's and, and I hope that they can just find more ways to get him the ball. And, I, and but I like Alex Smith, you know. Um, sharing the ball a little bit. I love Cam Sims. Um, and I think it's Isaiah Wright. I love these guys, man. Uh, they both kind of look like to me because they got the hair. But I, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. <laughs> I, think uh, I like both of them. Um, and, and, and you're right. I'm, you know, I was, I was, and I still am like, wow, in the words, let go Adrian Peterson. But I'm fine with this running back uh, room that they have right now. I think that these guys are okay. These guys are good. Now, is the star there? Maybe not. But again, they're still maybe a year, two years away, not from winning the division, but like not winning the division and it being a joke because the division is so, so, so bad. Yeah, but they, but they, but, but I, I like the, I like those guys, you know, and like you said, the offensive line played a lot better. Um, I think they'll have a tougher tef test coming up on Thanksgiving Day um, as far as the offensive line. I do think that the, the defense line, I'm done ever saying the words with the team that they have four first rounders on that line. Like I, I'm not saying it anymore because it doesn't, it obviously doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? because, so who cares when they were drafted? I'd rather have, I'd rather have four third rounders who make a difference and boast that than to say, well, there's four first rounders on this. Like doesn't make any difference anymore. I'm not saying it anymore. Not going to say it. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter a bit. It, it's, you know, back to my cooking. We should call this the analogy show because I do it every show. It's mm -hmm. like it doesn't matter if you can have the best ingredients, but if you don't know how to cook, you you just don't know how to cook, right? Mm -hmm. And by the, you know, conversely, you can just take like you look at something like Iron Chef, where you know they say, "Hey, the secret ingredient is like peanut butter," and then you got these world class chefs that come up with 
five gourmet meals a piece with just peanut, but you know, it can be done. Um, it's a little confusing sometimes. And, and, you know, I think the guys get hung up in this new NFL thing where you have to do a situational and situational substitutions and, mm -hmm. and analytics and so on and so forth, instead of just going with your gut and letting the best ball players play and let there be a natural progression. I think, you know, here's the thing. It's like, you look at a, you look at a, a Montez Sweat and the Ryan Kerrigan, Ryan Kerrigan. Mm -hmm. Both of these guys are very talented. Both of them get sacked. One of these guys has to be a better player than the other. And even <laughs> if it's a minuscule difference mm -hmm. and whoever the better player is, should be playing most of the time. And you yeah. know, give them a breather yeah. every once in a while, right? And that might be the case. That might be what's happening right now, but I can't see it. Sometimes, have you ever noticed that sometimes you look at the game and it's third and whatever, and you just happen to see a shot to the sideline and Chase Young is standing on the sideline? Yeah, no, see that a lot, yeah. yeah. Why are you standing over there? Mm -hmm. Do you know you who you are? In the game, yep, yep, yeah. yep. Why yep. are you standing? See, this is the part that's confusing to me. And, um, hey, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a pretty intelligent guy. You know, hey, yeah, I, I, I am so. not. Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty intelligent and modest too. But mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> humility is your best quality. That's, yeah, that's my favorite one. But <laughs> but you know, it, it it some stuff is just not rocket science, right? Mm -hmm. The best players should be on the field the majority of the time. I don't see that happening. Maybe they're still experimenting. Maybe all this is is taking the place of some of uh, of, of uh, mini camps and uh, and the camp before the season starts, which we did not have this year, but mm -hmm. I think there can be more gotten out of this team. I, I, I think that they're doing a little bit too much to do what they have to do. I think if they simplify things, keep it simple, keep it basic, just, you know, do better blocking, better running, better tackling, better catching. I think this team is better than, than the record indicates. I mean, like Bill Parcells, this is a three win team. That's mm -hmm. all they are. We are what our record says that we are. Right. So, and hopefully after Thanksgiving, this will be a four win the vision leading team. <laughs> and we'll see. We'll, yeah. we'll see what happens on Thanksgiving. Uh, Thanksgiving, by the way, speaking of Thanksgiving, a uniquely American holiday and also uniquely American fake news. And so it's time for <laughs> fake news or not, people. The segment where I give Kevin three statements, he lets me know whether it's fake news or not. Statement number one, Alex Smith is making his case to be a midterm quarterback solution for the Washington football team. Fake news or not? And by oh, midterm, I mean three to four years. Uh, that is, that's news. That's exactly okay. what's happening mm -hmm. here. Because if you follow my theory and my logic, the team will only benefit from that happening because that means that whoever takes his job would have to be at least as good mm -hmm. as Alex Smith, mm -hmm. right? You know, and, uh, that is the philosophy I'm hoping they're exp expressing to young Mr. Haskins to, to, if you want to play, you have to be at least this good. And right. not only to Haskins, but to whoever the other dude was that was in here for a hot second. Uh, what was the, see, I've forgotten them already. <laughs> the guy from oh, Carolina who was the yeah, backup yeah, yeah, quarterback. That uh -huh. Yeah, that kid, whoever, whoever his name is. See, Allen, something Allen. Yeah. <laughs> Um, let's see how much we love Kyle you. Allen. We love you, Kyle. We just joke. Yeah. We kid because we two or three times because that's that should be the gold standard right there. You gotta play as as well as Mr. S Mr. Smith to get some playing time, and that would make the team better. 
Now, Mr. Smith starts thinking it up. That mm -hmm. should make it easier to make that decision. But yeah, right now, that's it. Mr. Uh, Mr. Smith is the guy. It's the guy. If they're smart, they'll keep him because, yeah, they'll have an experienced backup. Worst case scenario. So, yeah, and what, absolutely. And what makes it news to me is also the fact that if he does play his way into a three-year role here, uh, the, the, what you can do is then build your team. Uh, around other pieces and not try to, you know, dip and dab and try to find a quarterback. And here's what, and here's why at least an efficient three to four years from Alex Smith would be important is because then you can tell who else can play. Like you can't really tell which, I mean, you can, you can kind of gauge, but it's hard to tell which receivers can play if the quarterback's not accurate enough to at least put the ball near them, if that makes any right. sense, or or if the quarterback can't see them or find them when they're open. It's hard to tell which running back, which running back, backs can actually run the ball if the defense isn't worried about your quarterback throwing the ball and so they stack the box every single play uh it's hard to tell as far as with your offensive linemen you know as far as gap assignments and stuff like that if the quarterback's not calling out the blitzes or not checking down you know i mean it's just hard to tell some of that stuff and so if he's efficient it's like yeah go ahead and let him play the next two or three years uh be a midterm fix so you can you know build up around him and even take the chance to build the defense uh because he'll at least give you a chance to evaluate the other players uh, that are around him. The only problem with that scenario, I mean, it, it makes perfect sense. The only problem is the person that you should be grooming to eventually take the job. He never has the same opportunity to do the same thing because he's always running the scout team. He's not taking first team reps. I mean, granted, he might be studying and, 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 um, and passing the quizzes, whatever way they use to uh, to determine if these guys are actually studying or whatever, right? You know, besides having somebody sit in the parking lot and telling me what time they leave the parking lot, right? Um, um, there is no chance. You, the, the next chance Dwayne Haskins has to get into the game will be an unfortunate incident, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? Mm -hmm. So that's that's not the way you want your, your, uh, your young quarterback to, to come along. But, hey, if it happens, it happens. We'll see what you got. Because I, I, I say this, the moment is not too big for Mr. Haskins. And if he can look at this as an opportunity to grow, to compete, you know, because that's what football is, is competition. And, uh, you know, coming up, I didn't realize that. I just figured that the guys playing were playing because they were better than me. And it didn't dawn on me that, hey, I can get better. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I can mm -hmm. work hard. I can get better. If it dawns on Mr. Haskins, it helps the team. Rising tide lifts all boats. So, yes, there that's news. That this is, we have a quarterback. Let's okay. not worry about it. We have a quarterback. Let's All right. use our first round picks to, to, to pick more defensive linemen. Fake news or not segment, uh, a question number two. If the Washington football team wins this game on Thanksgiving Day against the Dallas Cowboys, they are in the driver's seat of the NFC East to win the division. And yes, folks, host a playoff game. Fake news or not? That's fake news. That, that's okay. fake news because uh, we, had, we have a couple of games coming up. Uh, we're seeing, uh, the, as to date, the undefeated Pittsburgh Steelers are coming up. Mm -hmm. And um, we have uh, Mr. Uh, Wilson and the Seattle Seahawks uh, coming up. And and they just might want to build a reputation off of beating up, especially Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh has a thing. And I, and I, I don't want to say blame. I'll say I, I attribute this to uh, Mike Tomlin. He has a way of having his teams ready to hit you in the mouth when they come to town, they're not joking with you. Mm -hmm. They, they, it's borderline dirty. <laughs> they're not dirty. It's mm -hmm. like, they'll hit you 
a half second later than it really should. And, mm-hmm. and they'll have an extra guy come in and jump on the pile when they really shouldn't. And they'll let you know if, if you're not ready to play, they will embarrass you. So yeah. that's, that's going to be a test. That's going to be a true test. As a matter of fact, we want to discuss with you, we've had a request from our, our friend in Las Vegas, um, uh, Ryan Popovich, who is in Las Vegas, our Las Vegas correspondent. Mm-hmm. But he's a big Pittsburgh Steelers fan, so we could perhaps have him come on and do yeah. a Pittsburgh preview to let us know about which one of these Steelers we can expect to hit us in the mouth, right? Because <laughs> the Steelers are no joke. So I'm saying all that to say, um, yeah, we'll, we'll, if, we, if the team wins on Thanksgiving, they're beating a, 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 a hobbled Dallas team, which which beat up on a good Minnesota team the other day, had a very competitive game, pulled it out. So let's not, think, let's not pop the champagne yet. Right, <laughs> let's not right. We got this team got a long way to go. We'll take it if we win the division, but let's not assume that we have arrived yet because there's others around playing who might have to inform us that we haven't quite gotten there yet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and those reminders uh, oftentimes will squash your pride and playoff hopes. Uh, <laughs> so, right. so a question uh, uh, on fake news or not, uh, number three. Ron Rivera, prior uh, to the Cincinnati game, told Cincinnati Radio that if Joe Burrow was there for their pick, they would have chosen him instead of Chase Young. Given where both of their careers have been up to this game, not because obviously we can't go forward because of Burrow's injury, but up to this game, selecting Burrow over Chase would have been the right decision, fake news or not? Well, first of all, first of all, I cannot believe that a professional NFL quarterback, a professional guy who they pay to do this job, would publicly say that. Yeah. I mean, he can feel it, he can believe it, but to publicly say that, he mm-hmm. might as well just just like uh, told Dwayne, take your helmet off so I can just slap you in the face. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you know, there was no need to do that. I understand he's in... in, in uh... You know, Kevin, if I can interrupt you real quick, you bring up a great point. A lot of people, when they heard that, thought, oh, I wonder how Chase Young feels about it. Forget Chase Young. How does Dwayne Haskins <laughs> feel about it? Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. You're right. Yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah, yeah, that's what... Yeah, well, yeah, Chase, I don't think Chase cares, right? You know, Chase... I, from what I've seen of him, he came out thing, and played during the game like he cared. Yeah, yeah. I, I think his thing. <laughs> man I think his thing was, oh, oh, you feel that way, huh? Well, let me show you something <laughs> to prove you a little differently, right? You know, I don't think. Um, I think that some quarterbacks will have that can play with a chip on their shoulder. Some of them can't. Um, but for him to publicly say that, it, it, you know, I've had some problems with with uh, with Ron. I've given him a pass because of of what the things he's gone through this year, a couple of which have been life-threatening. Just, you know, we have a global, deadly global pandemic and he fought a deadly disease, right? So mm-hmm. I was willing to give him a pass, but you know, enough is enough. Ron, stop that. That was unnecessary. <laughs> and I think borderline unprofessional, right? Mm-hmm. Having mm-hmm. said that, having said that, um, no, I, I think that um, there has to be fake news. I think that there was opportunities there for teams who are desperate, like a Cincinnati was, to, uh, to get their franchise quarterback. Well, Cincinnati is a bad example because they were desperate enough to do it, to, to take them at, at two. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's, that's just bargaining power. That's, that's, that's equity. That, that's something right, that they could right. use to, to build this team, right? You know, and instead of crying about the linebacker position, right? Maybe they couldn't get a number one, but they could have gotten several number twos and a few numbers. They could have worked with, with that pick. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I just think that's fake news. I, I, I think that to say that uh, it might be just blowing smoke, but but 
but there's another way to blow smoke instead of saying that. He could have answered. He's he's savvy enough to answer the question. I mean, I can do that. I could have said, "Wow, you know, there's always been, you know, that's a tough call because you know you gotta be happy with the way things uh the way uh things turned out for Joe, but you gotta be happy about the way things turned out for Chase too." So, yep. uh, you got yep. any more questions? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> I when, listen, when yeah, when you're picking that close and you got these great players like this, you really can't go wrong with one or the other. It's just if the quarterback's available because the defensive end's not, maybe you take him and maybe you don't. Maybe you see someone else. There's a lot of good players in this draft that were drafted. You looked at, I mean, you can go all over the place. You look at Henry Ruggs in 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 oh in Las Vegas. He's making it happen. C.D. Lamb is making it happen in Dallas. Like, there's a lot of good young players in this draft. You probably yeah, can yeah. go wrong with either one of them. It's just who's available. Right. You can say, and, 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 well, you we know, had our own Dwayne the whole time. He was kind of our guy. That's what we wanted to do. And, I, yeah, and, and we like, haven't regretted who's it better? if you've seen his play. Yeah. That's what you yeah. do. Is it Jordan, Jordan, or, or 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 Shaq? Who's better? You know, you know, yeah. Kobe, right? You know, just start talking nonsense. There's ways you can do this, and, <laughs> and <laughs> there's ways you can do this. And Rivera knows how to do it. If he doesn't, he better learn quickly. Yeah, very quickly, ladies and gentlemen. That's fake news or not? By the way, uh, post election, uh, we will still continue the segment fake news or not. Uh, <laughs> that's not predicated on who's in the White House or anything like that. But we'll, we'll, well, that's, we'll that's one thing we can thank the past administration for. How about that? <laughs> yeah, you're right. We do. We can't thank the past administration for this segment right. fake news or not because we wouldn't do it right. uh, if that uh, phrase and term wasn't uh, coined by them. So let's take a look at uh, the game ahead. Uh, Thanksgiving Day, Dallas Cowboys. Before we get into the game, Kevin, what's the Thanksgiving plan? We know COVID's got things different. What's the plan? What are you cooking? What's well, on the menu? Well, the, we we are. It's a joint effort. We've um, we've screened. Uh, we we'll be visiting our mother-in-law who lives. Well, uh, my mother-in-law who lives actually like three miles away, and who. <laughs> Will you guys be driving or walking? <laughs> well, they can walk if they want to. I'm driving, <laughs> but. Uh, <laughs> But uh, as a matter of fact, one of my daughters is upstairs now uh, waiting for the results of her COVID test because she had to go out of town. And upon returning, she's been isolated upstairs in the room. Right? So I did see her sneak down here as I was recording. Uh, but now, now she stayed a good 12 feet away from me, right? Which is cool. I appreciate it for that. So as, as if she gets to go ahead, if she gets the green light, we'll, we'll be going over there tomorrow. Uh, uh, she's fixing the traditional Thanksgiving meal. I am bringing... The uh, the turkey fryer. I have an electric turkey fryer okay. on her carport, mm-hmm. and I'm going to do that because my daughters have threatened me. They said, "You know, we love our grandmother, but you will fry a turkey." <laughs> 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 and, you know, I'm outnumbered, right? You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. four against one, so uh, I'm outnumbered. So that that's my plan, and we're going to enjoy a uh, a, a, a low key limited attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, Thanksgiving dinner, of which um, during the middle of it, I'll be uh, analyzing um, analyzing the uh, the Dallas Washington game with the volume down, hopefully, but, <laughs> which is the way you like to to watch it. I love it. I love it. Yeah, same How here. About you? You know, How about you? We, we're going to do a low key thing here at the house. Um, uh, my sister and her husband and my niece they're coming over, um, and there's another family that's pretty close to us over the years, and they usually come to. They're going to come to, but we're on under ten people. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, on the menu, of course, we've got the ham and we've got the, you know, baked chicken. Cause most of us don't do Turkey a whole lot, like chicken a little better. So we'll do some, we'll do the baked chicken. We'll do the ham. We'll do mac and cheese, potato salad, all the fixings. You know what I mean? Now, the one thing that's going to be different this year is, uh, one of our friends, uh, Montana, she, um, uh, she's going to bring jerk salmon. And so mm-hmm. she's always got some Caribbean stuff that she throws in. And so, and so we're looking forward to, <laughs> uh, to that. 
Um, and then, like you said, then going to watch the game. As you know, I do work for the um, Washington Football Team Radio Network, and um, so I'm going to scoot out uh, to get ready for halftime, post game, and, and second half uh, uh, with the with the guys at the network. And um, they'll all sit here and have some fun. Uh, but yeah, a smaller gathering than normal, but Thanksgiving nonetheless, man. Uh, so, what are you looking forward to with this game? What does the football team need to do to win? And what are you expecting? Well, um, what they have to do is act like Dallas is a threat. They have to uh, they have to create the tempo. They have to hold on to the ball. They don't have to go downfield all the time, but they're going to have to take some shots to keep the, the defense uh, honest. And they're going to have to get the ball to their, their workhorses. They're going to have to let Gibson run. They're going to have to get the ball in McLaurin's hands. They have to take advantage of the mismatches uh, when Cam Sims gets on the field. And even throw to the tight end occasionally. I don't even know if he played last week. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, Logan mm-hmm. Thomas, right? You know, I don't know. And on defense, they're, they're going to have to get aggressive. They're going to have to actually earn the money up front. They're going to have to, I remember, I know you remember the good old days when John Madden used to have the six legged turkey leg, the turkey with six legs and give the best players a, a turkey leg, right? They're going to have to act like they want that turkey leg. They're going to have to earn it. I'd like mm-hmm. to see um, some aggression. I'd like to see some press coverage. Uh, if you got good pass rushers, you can play press coverage and hope to for, hopefully uh, force Andy Dalton to a mistake. Uh, I am a little concerned because Andy Dalton is getting back into the swing of things. He is a pro quarterback. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. um, I'm looking for aggression. Uh, if they play ag- aggressively but but intelligently, I think we can come out of this game as division leaders. Well, and that's the thing. I think you hit the nail on the head. Is, is, is the key on defense anyway is going to be make sure that Andy Dalton does not get in the rhythm. Make sure he doesn't remember that he was a starting quarterback and had many successful seasons in Cincinnati. Let's not have him remember that. And um, and you know uh, uh, have. The Cowboys, it was something again, something about when Dak went down, the heart of the team kind of kind of went away. You know, that leadership. Have mm-hmm, them mm-hmm. do something early to make them think that here we go again. Oh, here we here we go. You know what I mean? Uh, because nothing helps all things like winning. And they won last week, the same way the Washington football team won last week. So everybody's yeah, yeah. come both teams coming into this game with the win, and somebody's gonna leave with the loss. And so if you can get them into the if you get Andy Dalton off rhythm, if you can move the ball on the, on, on the, on the defense. I think, I think you've got them um, uh, get Terry McLaurin involved early, keep the defense on their heels and switch it up. Um, you know, I'd like to see, and I know I, I would just like to see Alex Smith, especially on this defense, you know, let's go deep a little bit. Let's take the mm-hmm. top off this thing. Let's not dink and dunk all, all game. Let's, let's see what, what, cause this defense is susceptible to the big play. And so I'd like to see at least, at least, you know, early on, let's go downfield and see what happens. Yeah, and it doesn't have to be to McLaurin. You got Sims, you got Wright, you know, don't spread it out. Let's see what, you know, make it work. If you can't, if you can't look at, if you can't go deep on the Cowboys, who can you throw deep on? Because Pittsburgh's <laughs> not going to let you do it. So you might as well take your shots now. Give the Steelers something to think about, if nothing else. Now, if let, nothing else. Now, let me ask you this. Did you uh-huh. hear the stories about before, prior to the Minnesota game, the Cowboys coach Mike McCarthy took some, uh, Watermelons in the in the style of Gallagher. I don't know if you ever seen it in his performances, but he uh, took some watermelons and brought them to the locker room and smashed them with mallets. Did you hear that story, right? You know? I did hear that story, and uh, two things came to my mind. Number one is why in the world would you ruin pretty perfectly good watermelon <laughs> to make a point? And uh, another thing that came to my mind: if your team needs 
watermelon smashed in front of them to make your point, something's wrong with your team. Uh, not intelligent men there. They're not intelligent think, men. If hey, you need to you smash watermelons like a Neanderthal in order to get their attention, something's wrong there. And then number three, I thought that it was corny. I thought hey, it, you was, know what? it was really corny. I kind of liked it. I liked the fact you that did? it was corny. Yeah, I think that corny, because sometimes corny works for me, right? You mm -hmm. know, sometimes corny works. And if, it, if the team can rally around corny, and I'm not rooting for them now. I hope he doesn't smash anything else this week, right? But if the team can rally, but that was some out of the, truly out of the box thinking, right? Maybe he looked at these guys and looked at the personality of these guys. Sometimes, you know, some teams responded to the, to the you know, turning the Gatorade over and smashing the, the folding <laughs> chairs. But this team, if they responded to that, you got to give this guy some credit, right? So I'm, that concerns me. That concerns me because if this was a unifying factor, right, who knows? They might, they might like, go in and swallow whole canaries next week. <laughs> no, I was going to say, you know, what he might do this week then uh, before the game is actually bring a live turkey into the locker room and cut its head off in <laughs> front of the be, team. That might so Happy be, Thanksgiving. Yeah, Maybe you know, just... who knows? Who knows? <laughs> but we got to watch out. Now, let me ask you something now. People know in this, in this day of a, a global pandemic that we've had to make some uh, studio adjustments. Uh, uh, do you have your cell phone near you in the studio where you are right now? Oh, uh, yeah, Absolutely. Okay, well, what I did is, you know, going out, we know we've gone through this transformation, this home improvement transformation. What I've done is I've texted you a couple of pictures of our kitchen oh. dining room area, before mm -hmm. picture and an after picture. Okay. Um, and it's quite, it's quite amazing, right? Yeah. <laughs> the work that these people can do, right? Because, you know, I've, I've watched the HGTV shows, right? The Property Brothers and all that. Yeah. The, you know, Love and Holistics and all that. Most of the things on those shows are, are finished in a matter of uh, 30 minutes. They opened <laughs> right? it up, you know? man. They opened yeah. it up. They did. They opened it up. They added uh, some flooring, right? Some countertops, some, mm -hmm. some nice cabinets. Oh, white. And, yeah, yeah, some LED lighting and, and things. And I am, I'm really impressed. And if there was a way we can show it on the podcast one website, we do it, right? So I, the only thing we can do is like, you know, just use our words to create the picture of how, yeah, how beautiful it looks like they're is, almost right? done too. Yes, yes, they're almost done right now. My boy Ray is upstairs right now as we speak doing the dishwasher. They got to come back and do some fine tuning. The only scary thing is, is hardwood floors. I've never had true hardwood floors. We've had okay. What you call the stuff, but anyway, I'm terrified. <laughs> what are you? What are you exactly afraid of? I'm afraid that I'll be the first one that scratches it, oh. right? You know, because because I don't want to walk on it. I want to do, walk on the walls like Spider Man to keep you know maintain the beauty. And if I do scratch it, I gotta find a rug to hide it from my wife, right? You know. Well, what you hope is is that someone else scratches it first. Like yes, if your wife scratches, especially her, if she scratches it first, oh, no bets are off because yeah, yeah, like, yeah, okay, yeah. you're not going to be upset about it. But yeah. now she can't get upset at you for That's any subsequent scratches. Matter of fact, maybe I can go sabotage one of her heels, put, put a nail in it. Or yeah, something. put a razor blade at the bottom of one of them. So let's look at your shoe, babe. Okay, all right. But, uh, but, uh, so I'm very thankful for that, right? I'm thankful for a wife and a sense of humor. I'm just kidding, dear. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> there we go. So it's Thanksgiving week, Kevin, as we close the broadcast. Anything you want to share with our listeners or, or thoughts of Thanksgiving as we uh, move ahead? No, well, I'm very thankful for our listenership because it's been growing. People have been loyal and, and, and they participate. They download on Podcast One, Apple. They pass along to their friends, right? We got, you know, we got stalwarts like Rodney who are single-handedly uh, double our, <laughs> our listenership, right? Because people just love to hear him bash us when we talk about the Giants, right? We're thankful for our friends at Stanfield, right? We're thankful for uh, uh, friends at Federal News Network who, who supported us for so long. Yeah. But we're not going anywhere. This is not the end, people. It's just the beginning. No. But there's just so much to be thankful for. 
Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And everybody, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Uh, man, you know, uh, enjoy the time with your loved ones um, and those who are closest to you. And we'll be back next week. <laughs>